0: Thanks, Shane. Thank you very much.
1: Happy Christmas from the Radar She Show. And RTA Radio 1.
0: Hey, Hallie and Mason. Good afternoon on this Wednesday afternoon.
1: Hey, hey.
2: It's the most wonderful time of the year. With the kids jingle belling And everyone telling you Be of good cheer It's the most Wonderful time
0: Of the year Good afternoon. How are you? Uh, 51551 Ray at rte.ie Benedict Cumberbatch Yes, he is a planetary Superstar of the movie world That's what he is And we'll be talking to him today um, really looking forward to that and we have the announcement of the winners of our charity calendar competition uh, and thanks to everybody who sent in uh, their charity calendars from all over the country uh, and we got such a variety and um, we have four categories and we'll have a winner in each category and then we'll announce the overall winner um, and we're doing that and we have the happy pair of people the happy pair of people who will be sharing with us their Christmas plans and maybe giving advice on how to cook a vegan Christmas dinner. And of course, we have the quiz as well and loads of other stuff. Uh, it's all talk of Christmas now because it's. Uh, so, we've tonight, Wednesday night sleep, Thursday night sleep, Friday night sleep, and then it's the big day. So, three sleeps, three sleeps to Christmas day. And as I count out, my fingers are looking down that big blister. <laughs> That big blister there and the reason I have a big blister is because I made the get-ahead gravy last night. See, that's the reason you make the gravy because you'd be doing things on the day and you'd be lifting pans and pots uh, and there'd be people talking to you and you'd be worrying about the starters and the dessert and the main course and you'd be trying to do the gravy and of course you'd lift up the hot pan and that's exactly what I did last night and there's a lovely big blister to show for it. Anyway, it's done now and it's in the freezer and it's ready to go on Christmas Day. So that's, that's one thing sorted. The, f- the first of many things for the Christmas dinner. Do you know what it is? Best buy. Best buy. Uh, 20 euro I spent this morning on uh, a roasting tin from Nevin Maguire's collection. 20 quid. Because I woke up in the middle of the night this is the way my brain works and I'm sure if you're preparing Christmas dinner your brain works the same way. And I'm thinking OK, I have two roasting tins. What am I going to do? There's going to be a turkey there's going to be a ham I'm going to need two for roast potatoes because there's 13 people uh, and then there's the cocktail sausages wrapped in a bit of pancetta. What are you going to do with them? And I just thought, oh no, oh no. this, this, this. So panic, panic, panic. Uh, will I, where will I get it? Can I get it online? And then I thought, Nevin McGuire. And rocked down to Dunstores and Slorgan this morning and there it was, the saviour. It, it has saved the day. I think that's going to work out to be the best buy of the Christmas. That twenty euro I spent on the roast. and there's a rack in it as well, so you can position your ham when you're glazing it, so that the, all the glaze doesn't drip off. Because you know that because a ham, you know, they're not meant to be positioned in one place. It's not like a perfect cube. So you put your glazing on, and then then you put it in, and it knocks over, and all the glazing goes to one side. Uh, so with the with the rack thing, you can position it correctly. Uh, anyway, that's 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 that. Um. Yeah, Christmas dinner. The the, the journal uh, did a bit of uh, asking, as they do on their their big poll. I I, I love it because it it gets a sort of a, a snapshot of what people are thinking about things that are topical. So the big poll on the journal.ie, dot uh, today they asked the question: What's the correct time for Christmas dinner? Of course, there's no correct time. It's whatever you have in yourself, misses. Uh, but they gave a number of options: twelve midday sounds very early to me. Between one and three, between three and five. And between 5 and 7. And then after 8 o'clock. Sounds a bit late for me, Mrs. So I'm just looking at the results so far. And the most popular time for people having Christmas dinner in Ireland, according to the big poll on journal.ie, is between 3 and 5. No surprises there. 51% say they're going to have it between 3 and 5. Between 1 and 3, 35.7%. Then between 5 and 7, 11.5% and then after 8, 51 and midday, 44 That's not percentages, that's numbers. Um, so 2,844 people said they're going to have it between 3 and 5. I think that'll be the case in our house. Between 3 and 5. It might just tip over beyond 5 but that'll be a mistake as opposed to by design. And here's, here's the thing that's doing the rounds at the moment and it is uh, sort of <laughs> indicative of the times we live in. So You've planned, as loads of people have, to you know go to your mother's, your father's place, your sister's, your auntie's place for Christmas dinner and next somebody tests positive. And we've heard so many stories of people who are going to have to isolate over Christmas and our thoughts are with them. What a complete pain in the behind. So, you haven't anything in then because you, you were supposed to be going there and you're thinking, oh yeah, don't have to worry about the ham, the turkey, the cranberry sauce, somebody else is sorting that out. And then at the last minute... You've no dinner, no Christmas dinner. So what people are doing, they're having a backup Christmas dinner, putting it in the freezer. A chicken, a small ham and ha- make sure they have the potatoes in just in case. And then of course between Christmas and New Year you can you can cook it up yourself. But that's not a bad idea. Backup Christmas dinner for those of you who are travelling or think you're travelling to somebody else's for Christmas dinner this year. Um, and as I say, it wouldn't happen any other time just in the middle of a pandemic. Uh Tony Duffy. We spoke to Tony Duffy the other day and he's from uh, Duffy's Toy World up there in Dunlear in County Louth. Lovely man. He was featured in an article in the Irish Times and that's when we spoke to him. Um, anyway, uh, there's a lovely documentary going out tonight on RT1. You would have seen the promos. It's called The Toy Shop. It's directed by Alex Fegan, who we've spoken to on the show before. Uh, he did Older Than Ireland and Abbey Good, uh, And Tony is one of the 15 independent toy shop owners featured in the documentary tonight and that's going to be a real treat. It's going to be, it's a documentary version of the Late Late Toy Show and it's on at 9.30 tonight on RT1 and Tony is there looking like Santa wearing his Bavarian outfit. Which brings us nicely on to this, that we spotted this on um, Mary Doherty or is it, it could be Mary Doherty or somebody, anyway, they, they were asking on Twitter what's your favourite Christmas tree decoration? Uh, and people have uh, followed the thread and there's mine is the Santa riding a T-Rex says Flinglebells that's not her real name just in case you're wondering it's obviously a pseudonym for the festive period um, I, I yeah that's and so we we, we asked around and, and loads. Emily has a Christmas globe that she loves her sister gave it to her after coming home from travelling it's wooden with a rope and evokes wonderful memories every time she sees it Neve. Uh, uh, has a pig taking a bath. That's her favourite one. Uh, I don't know where the Christmas part of that comes in. And the other Niamh on the show loves a painted egg she got in Budapest. And my favourite would be, the only you can get those tiny little um, uh, frames for photographs. Uh, And I remember way back, we printed off a picture of the the two kids, Tom and Kate. Kate's about five and Tom's about six months old. Uh, and printed that off and put it into the little frame, and that's on the Christmas tree, and that'd be my favourite. Anyway, what's your favourite? And you can you can text us or email in the picture as well. Five one five five one Ray at rte.ie. Uh, Karen has been on. She says, um, "Dear Ray, I googled Ray Darcy's leftover plum pudding balls, but no joy. Uh, can't wait to make them. Thanks. Uh, that, that's a great name, uh, Ray Darcy's leftover plum pudding balls. If ever I do." Uh, a book of recipes, Karen. I'll use that if you don't mind. Uh, I tell you what, it, 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 it's, it's a variation on a the theme, Karen. So if you go to Christmas Pudini Bonbons by Nigella Lawson, Christmas Pudini Bonbons. So what I have done is I've taken the main part of the recipe and got rid of the fidgety bits. So the fidgety bits would be the white chocolate on the top and the little bits of uh, cherry, glazed cherry that that look like uh, holly on the top of the little thing so what I've done instead was when you when you do up all the stuff and it's 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 uh, pudding and dark chocolate and I think there's a bit of maple syrup in it mix it all up form it into little balls the sides of bonbons and then what I do instead of the Nigella Lawson way I roll it in cocoa powder and it is delicious with a cup of tea or a cup of coffee very heavy you only have one or two but they are delicious oh there's a bit of booze in there as well a liqueur so if you go to Christmas pudding, sorry, Christmas pudini bonbons, Nigel Lawson, Nigella Lawson, not Nigel Lawson, Nigella Lawson, you'll get that online. Uh, and then instead of the white chocolate and the glazed cherries, you just roll it in cocoa powder and they are delicious, delicious. 51551, ray dot Sausages wrapped in pancetta, double ham. Are you wearing double denim when you put them in the oven? I was just saying, it's all about the ham, isn't it? Because you, you do that and then you have the ham and then you have the, the sausage meat stuffing. So it's ham, 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 and more ham, ma'am. You should never set a table for 13, only 14. Set an empty place. There were 13 people at the Last Supper. So you would never set for 13 traditionally. Oh, my word. As if I haven't got enough to be worrying about. Uh, But thank you for that. Thank you for that. 51551ray at rte.ie Tomorrow, uh, we are devoting the entire programme to you. We've got loads of lovely voice notes on WhatsApp. So we're we're, we're full in that regard. Uh, But we'd love to hear about what you're doing tomorrow via email. And if there's a little story, better still. So, for example, if you're going to meet somebody in the airport if you're travelling home from New York because, you see, this is a brilliant time for the States because people listen to the show in the morning over there and of course it's the afternoon here so we're getting both people live. Uh, so if you if you want something on the show tomorrow, a little story and better still, if you send us an email and we can ring you and you can have you, have you on the air, that, that's brilliant too. So ie. So anybody heading to the airport tomorrow, anyone driving the length of the country to pick up a loved one, anyone on the last minute turkey run, anybody like your man Arnold Schwarzenegger in Jingle All The Way where he's trying to get that much sought after toy for the child in his life or whatever, ray at RT.ie. We'd love to hear your stories and we'll include them tomorrow. Uh, along with loads of music and we've a couple of special guests as well. It's going to be a lovely show tomorrow. Uh, Really looking forward to it. Uh, You're like me, you need to have an emergency remedy for occasional kitchen burns. Uh, Buy lavender oil. Uh, One of few oils that can be used neat on skin. A single drop or two, immediately you get burn. Uh, It'll stop blistering. Uh, I should know, I have sensitive skin and tendency to psoriasis but never had a problem with using uh, most used item in my first aid box. So one... What is it? Uh, lavender oil. OK, thank you for that. Happy Christmas to you and the team. Thank you very much. Any chance you could give us the recipe and method for your gravy? I'm useless at gravy and I'm having people here for dinner, I hope. Uh, yeah, it's a B and an I and an S and a T and an O and uh, boiling water. No, I'm joking. Uh, Michelle, it, it's a bit, it's not that involved, but, but yeah. Anyway, go get ahead gravy Jamie Oliver and and that'll that I won't try and attempt to give you the recipe over the air. So get ahead gravy, Jamie Oliver. And it's lovely, it's delicious and it's 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 lovely and and uh, there's loads of flavours in it. There's a bit of booze in it. There's a bit of garlic in it. There's herbs in it. It's it's just lovely and it's thick and it's meaty and it's beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful. beautiful. All the things that good gravy should be. Now, uh, our quiz. Yes, here we go. Reeling in the ears. We've gathered up bits of songs, news reports, TV shows and movies and we're looking for two people to come on and answer three questions each on the clips they hear in their ears. Reeling in the ears. You get two points for a short clip, one point for a long clip. And there's a prize, yes. And this week it's thanks to Muckras Park. Uh, You can win a voucher for a weekend break for two at the five star Muckras Park in Killarney including breakfast each morning and afternoon tea in their new tea rooms. And they were a lovely selection of ideas for vouchers, uh, including exquisite dining experiences and rejuvenating spa treatments and relaxing getaways. And for every voucher purchased of €100 Euro more, they will donate €5 Euro to Down Syndrome Ireland on your behalf. You can find out more at muckraspark.com. <laughs> OK, so you know the deal by now. We want you to complete this famous Christmas lyric. Um, and uh, Santa's up to his old tricks again. Here we go.
3: <laughs>
0: That's pretty hard, isn't it? I'm only joking. Here it is.
3: <laughs>
0: there you go. So uh, fill in the gap there. Ho ho! Missing word, uh, 0818 715 0818 715 And good luck with that, yes!
1: Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year from the Ray
4: Darcy Show! Ho ho ho! Mm, there
0: you go, we all stand together. Paul McCartney, the Frog Chorus and loads of other people. I saw him being interviewed by Idris Elba um, the other night and he was a real fanboy. It's great to see that other people get nervous when they are interviewing their heroes. And Idris Elba, like he's a he's a huge star himself. But in the company of the great Paul McCartney, he was sort of like, yeah, yeah, you know, nervously laughing and interjecting it sometimes the wrong time. Uh, yeah, uh, my favorite Christmas tree decoration is a little plastic Santa that was on the tree in my parents' house when we were kids forty years ago. Uh, it's very faded now, but brings back good memories. Says Marian Wexford. It's not the way a Christmas tree should be. I, like, and I know people like to do the the sterile, one color, you know, themed thing. Uh, but I prefer a sort of slightly hodgepodge Christmas tree with loads of these little trinkets and memories and souvenirs from over the years. Um, it's it's like a it's nearly like a family album when you look at it. You should get all the, these memories flooding back. I have a Santa hand puppet I got from a girl I worked with in Bernardo's Grafton Street in 1969. I think of that girl every year when I put up my tree. Uh, maybe if she's listening, her name was Frances from Ballyfermot, and that's from Ellen, so that might ring a bell, a tinkle bell. Uh, this is my favourite decoration. It's a letter to Santa written in 2004 by my son Rory. Rory is 25 now and is recovering from brain cancer. He's doing great. He was diagnosed exactly two years ago this week. He finished up teaching today and I'm looking forward to having him home for Christmas. Every time I see the letter, it brings a tear to my eye. Uh, That's Joan Comer in Dunmore. How are you doing, Joan? Happy Christmas to you. Uh, This is my lovely mother, Anna Mulroy, in Dunlear County Loud. She's 89, uh, so she's ready for her 90th Christmas. She's pictured with a little house decoration on her tree for its 67th Christmas. It's a special decoration for all of us. Mom and Dad had it on their first Christmas tree back in 1955. That's, that's what we want. That's the sort of thing. Uh, that's uh, Rita Mulroy-Lawrence. Happy Christmas, uh, Rita, and to Anna as well, facing into her 90th Christmas on planet Earth. Uh, Ruth has been on and says, our son has CF and last Christmas he started the miracle drug uh, trio. And uh, I got this decoration made by T&E Creative so that annually we can remember our miracle of Christmas 2020. Our son has not been in hospital since. Uh, it really was the best Christmas present ever. And there it is. K-A-F-T-R-I-O 2020. And it's a little pendant that that's Ruth hangs on the Christmas tree and that'll be bring back fond memories for years and years to come. Um, Thanks for all. Keep them coming in. Favourite Christmas decoration and a little story behind it as well. Uh, 51551 or ray at rte.ie. Benedict Cormack after this.
3: The Ray Darcy Show on RTE Radio 1. Email ray at rte.ie. The Ray Darcy Show on RTE Radio 1.
0: 5 on 5 5 on or ray.rte.ie. Now, you could be forgiven for thinking that some Hollywood scientist has cloned Benedict Cumberbatch. He's all over the place. He's in The Power of the Dog. He's been nominated for a Golden Globe for that. He stars alongside uh, Tom Holland in the new Spider-Man movie and there's a new Doctor Strange film out in the new year. And also in the new year, from the 1st of January, you can see him in The Electrical Life of Louis Wayne. And he joins us now on the line. Hi, Benedict.
2: Hi Ray, how are you doing?
0: I'm uh, well, thanks. Uh, so tell us about this guy Louis Wayne.
2: Yeah, he's uh, an extraordinary artist, best known for his anthropomorphic witty drawings of cats. Um he was an illustrator uh, in the Victorian era and they were they were very popular drawings that kind of spanned an appeal uh, across the generations. And yet he lived this extraordinarily difficult life, a long life as well. He had mental health issues. And amongst the success of his life, there was an awful lot of chaos Hmm. and moments that he just wasn't able to cope with. So it's really a story about him. I mean, and, and his personality and his struggles and his triumphs and a love story at the heart of it is this incredible relationship he had with the governess of his six sisters that he was the sole breadwinner for after his father's early death. And, um, that he fell in love with this woman who was not only of a different social standing but also 10 years older than him which in the sort of in the victorian era was a complete taboo and, and, and had him exiled both from his family and polite society so quite quite the rebel and I guess by today's standard would be seen as an outsider artist and historically I guess is much credited for domesticating the cat which <laughs> was one up from the vermin at court
0: yeah because prior to him. Uh, drawing cats, uh, the aristocrats in Britain wouldn't have seen a cat as a pet at all. It, it's it's a beautiful, really beautiful film um, and you're brilliant in it, no surprise there. It's a love story, but it's also about his mental health, as you say, and we can only speculate what was wrong with him.
2: Yes, yes. I think, you know, in his lifetime, he was diagnosed with schizophrenia. But yeah, like you say, it I just for me seems a little... Uh, off to, to, to be doing that without him here either to show us how he's feeling and I, I think what's certainly true is that in that era it was seen as sort of eccentricity and went a little bit under the radar was dismissed as sort of odd behaviour rather than something that had dire consequences for the person undergoing those uh, experiences. In the word, How he puts it in our brilliant script by will sharp from the original simon's original screenplay is that he he finds it very difficult for whatever reason to be in this world he finds life difficult and the great tragedy i guess is just when he finds his soulmate somebody uh, emily um, beautifully played by claire foy as ever and he you know he finds his soulmate he also finds a purpose and a strength and without giving too much away that there, there's just a very short relationship to mm. her illness so,
0: he painted. You paint. You studied art at college, so you had a bit of a background there.
2: I did. I did. It. Well, well, at school I was I was art scholar. Um, I very sadly dropped it when I got to university okay. and ended up doing other things, much to my yeah eternal uh, disappointment. But you know, so a role like this, I played a, a couple of artists before, but it was just so wonderful to be based in that again. And my meditation, my kind of focusing my 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 centering was always to sit down and either do something that was going to feature in the scripts or on a canvas or a bit of paper on screen or even on the wallpaper um and just get drawing and, and follow his instructions start with the ears and then you know the cat style will follow <laughs> yeah. uh, that's how he would go about getting his symmetry for his very louis wayne type of cat and it was the most amazing art department. So I felt like I was at art school. I mean, Thomasina is someone, you would have seen her paintings in pretty much every film from Mike Lee's turner to anything with a Caravaggio or or Impressionist painting in the background would be her handicraft. Right. And work with her and see her skill at adapting, not just to Louis Wayne, but other artists in the, in the era. And just to follow her um, was, was a real learning curve for me as an artist.
0: Congratulations on the nomination for the Golden Globe.
2: Thank you very much. Thanks, Ray.
0: How, how does that feel when you get that? And then there's all the talk about the Oscar nomination as well. How do you process that?
2: It's just very exciting in the moment. You, you feel your work's being acknowledged and it's a very busy season full of extraordinary performances and great films. So to be held up as, as one of them considered worthy for a nomination is just fantastic. And, you know, it just, it makes me excited that the film's going to continue to be talked about and, and seen. I mean, yeah. that's really thrill that your work is going to hopefully have an, you know, enough curiosity around it for people to go and see what it's all about for themselves. And that's great.
0: Phil Burbank, who's your character, that's the nomination for that role. He's multi-layered, really interesting character. And they're the, chall- the real challenging ones, aren't they?
2: For sure. And yet, you know, the great gift, I guess, of screen acting is that you have a camera that's excavating the truth behind the word all the time. And, you know, one of my most enjoyable sort of ways into him was really the, the, the psyche work fixing who he was emotionally and what was bubbling beneath and 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 within the story he he you know he reveals himself as well so i get to hold several layers of kind of masking um that he wants hidden from the world and uh just to do that in front of the sensitivity of, of Jane Campion's storytelling and lensing with with Ari Wagner the brilliant DOP I mean you know it's it's if you want to play a character like that for sure it's it's a it's a rich piece of material to mine but no better than in those two hands and in our editors and, and Johnny Greenwood's score and everyone creatively on this was just kind of on fire it's one of those films you sit and watch and go wow yeah. it doesn't matter what I'm doing I'm just I'm in a great film
0: i go on out of that now. You're underplaying your part in it. (laughs) You you talked earlier there about centering yourself and I know that you spent five months in a Tibetan monastery and you say that that has really helped you in acting over the years.
2: Yeah, I think, well, listen, I mean, just such a removed experience from any kind of known or lived experience in my life to that date and just uh, the broadening of context and environment and and the cultural shifts but within that culture there are such profound lessons of communicate how to be still how to rely on patience let things come and through meditation and contemplation on the bigger themes of life how to marvel at the beauty of it and be grateful for the beauty of it all and and act with with gentleness and gratitude um Mm. long time ago and there are times when i really have to push myself back into that life has a hell of a way. It was interesting. I see a llama that I met when I went on a, a retreat. There. I was actually functioning as an English teacher, so very much on the periphery of their cultural practices. But I was so intrigued and enthralled by it that I threw myself into it by the end of the five months. I went on a two-week retreat with um, a group of monks who were being well, beginning their journey, their spiritual journey, I guess. A lot of them leaving home for the first time. So quite quite a rich but rough ordeal. And the Lama that was taking us after the two weeks, there was only three Westerners in, in, in his group, said, look, it's great what you've done. And, you know, you're going to go to university now. You're going to have your life in the West. And just be happy that you've taken this step in your life. Oh, what, a, what an amazing blessing to say you, you don't don't put pressure on yourself to do any more than this. But mm. I often think back to that far away but when i recall it and when i try in my daily practice to kind of bring it back it's it's a very nourishing thing to have
0: but you but you do put yourself under pressure
2: benedict there's a lot of life for sure and yeah. and i guess i've been very grateful for the opportunity so i've just kind of grabbed it but without thinking that with every opportunity comes you know a lot of work and, yeah. and time and i don't know i within those environments i try to keep calm and just yeah, yeah myself. be centred,
0: yes. And you did Dominic Cummings as well, and he's the character that keeps giving. Would that be revisited, do you think?
2: I mean, I do joke with James Graham uh, much over lockdown, but even before then, obviously, because you know, he came to power with his man Johnson, and I was like, OK, there must be a sequel in the mix. But, you know, as James and I, and I was just joking, but as James and I talked, you know, the, the point of that story was to... The lift the lid on the mystery. The man was unknown to the general public outside the corridors of Power and Whitehall. He, he wasn't, apart from those who followed his blog. But unless you were a politico, he was just on the periphery, but mm-hmm. incredibly in everything he did to bring about Brexit and has been a very contentious and interesting and ever talked about character since, whilst very much being in the spotlight. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it would be interesting to see where it goes. But I think that the exciting thing about that original drama was, was discovering him.
0: Uh, have you been following the Jeremy Strong story? He plays Kendall Roy in succession.
2: i have been following the series. What's yeah. the story?
0: Oh, no, just that he, he's, you know, he, he gave an interview and he's talking about his method yeah. of acting. Some people have said it's method acting and he calls it identity diffusion. And he's describing how he acts on set and keeps himself away from certain people so that when the scene happens, it's, it's fresh and they're not chummy, you know that sort of yeah, thing,
2: yeah. which would
0: be similar yeah. to the way you do it.
2: I think, well, for, for Phil, possibly a little bit. Um, and I think, yeah, I know what he means because method is drawing on your own lived experience as much as it is, um, what does he call it? Identity separation. Identity
0: separation. diffusion.
2: Diffusion, yeah, yes. I, that's a very good way of putting it. I mean, I, I was very much helped with Jane because this is so far away from my centre, from work that I've done before and... While there's a layer of sensitivity and reveal to him that I'm comfortable with doing, uh, I have done variations of before in my work, I, I feel, you know, the 1925 rancher, um, that masculine, that was something that was, I've, I've never been, been to a ranch no. until I did this. Never ironmongered, never taxied out, never whistled without using, you know, a, a tube. Uh, loudly to get people, you know, I was single rolled a cigarette. I haven't even done that with one hand before. So just all this stuff and the banjo,
0: and the banjo, the whole, <laughs> and the, and the banjo. Yeah.
2: So all of that stuff I needed help with, and Jane not only facilitated that in pre-production with the most extraordinary uh, amount of experienced people offering their help, and me getting a trip to Montana to most myself two weeks on ranches there and, and doing the work that men do there, and seeing that culture up front as it is now, and asking questions about it evolved, and banjo lessons, etc. But also psyche work with the Jungian the dream analyst, which was just mind-blowingly brilliant and, and just as yeah. tied in with who this person is. Because he's not, he's not just a, an example of toxic masculinity there's a great layer of complexity to oh, him, but yeah, also yeah. He's, sort of, he's awesome um, in, in a good sense. His mastery of everything that he applies himself to is sort of extraordinary.
0: But it, it's because of repression, <laughs> isn't it? It's, that's the reason he's yeah. doing all that. He's channelling all this energy that he doesn't want to he, use but, into all these it, skills.
2: Exactly. But in a personality that that it's actually that's that's centred around kind of achieving and um, being, you know, to to obscure what he feels is wrong with him or that he's struggling with or he he feels can't be let out into the world. But it's a very complex relationship he has with his past.
0: (laughs) as we're talking about Phil and and there's loads of talk about your role uh, in in The Power of the Dog um, and Oscars. Would you think about the Oscars every day now? You, is it something that occupies space in your head?
2: Do I think about Oscars No, I don't. I'm in a makeup chair, thinking about you know the day's work for, for Doctor Strange, yeah. I'm thinking about Christmas, and I'm thinking about family, and I'm thinking about getting home and being safe with the Omicron variant floating around, and you know, yeah, real world,
0: concepts, real, real world, world stuff. Yeah, the Electrical Life of Louis Wayne um, hits the screens on January the first. Uh, highly recommended. From here, Benedict Dikumroch, thanks very much. Happy Christmas and good luck in the Golden Globes.
2: Thanks, Ray. Happy Christmas to you too. Bye. The Ray Darcy Show on
3: RTE Radio 1. Text 51551. The Ray Darcy Show on RTE Radio 1. Yeah. Nice man.
0: Then it did Cumberbatch. Now, on uh, Christmas decorations, every year I give my children an ornament with the date. Putting up the tree brings back all the memories of the year they received that ornament particular ornament they're both married now and have all their childhood ornaments on their trees stories to tell their children I love ornaments such as uh, such a meaningful inexpensive gift that lasts a lifetime and Audrey Mullet in Artein says um, hi my favourite is an angel we bought him Woolworths for our first Christmas tree when we got married 45 years old and still looks great like my hubby well he's more than 45 years old uh, if yeah uh, I went into the office yesterday this this is a sad text actually Uh, I went into the office yesterday first time since before Christmas 2020 uh, as I was working from home. In my pigeonhole was a Christmas card from last year from a close friend who died tragically one month ago. We'll cherish that card forever. Ah. And Matty has been on. Huge fan of uh, Benedict Cumberbatch's film The Power of the Dog is one of the best films I have seen in a long time. It is. It's quite intense. Quite intense. Now now for the last month or so, you will have heard me calling out for calendars uh, from our listeners, uh, charity calendars, um, so we could acknowledge some of the creative and charitable uh, work that's been done in communities all across the country. Well, we received a fantastic number of fantastic calendars. And thanks to everybody who bothered to get their calendar, stick it in an envelope and post it off to RTE Donnybrook Dublin 4. Um uh, Great. Everything, great photographs, great painting, great crack. Um, uh, Lovely. Just a real sense of community from all of them. That was the thing that rang through in all of the calendars. Uh, Local people doing something for a local charity. Uh, So anyway, today's the day we're going to announce the winner. We have four categories and we'll have four category winners. Uh, The categories are uh, the most artistic award, the cuteness award, the most inspirational award and Community Spirit Award. And the winner in each category will receive a Canon EOS 2000D camera, plus a bag and uh, an SD card and a voucher to each winner for a Canon online free photography uh, training session. And the idea is that they would use that camera to maybe take pictures for next year's calendar. Now, so after we announce the four category winners, which we're about to do, then we will announce the overall winner from those four. And that group will get next year's calendar printed by our friends in educate.ie and they did it this year for the uh, Down Syndrome Cork and it proved to be hugely successful so thank you very much to educate.ie for doing that for us and thanks very much to Canon for giving us the cameras and without further ado as they say at all the best awards ceremony let's get to our first category which is most artistic um, category and the award uh, for best calendar in this category goes to drum roll and all that Bandon Art Group. Hello, Claire Holland.
5: Hello, Ray. How are you?
0: Congratulations.
5: Thank you so much. We're absolutely delighted to win this prize. It's yes, a great, a great
0: award. Now, now you're you're painters, so I don't know what you're going to do with the camera. But anyway, you can take <laughs> pictures of, uh, take photos of your pictures. Tell us a little bit yeah. about Bandon Art Group, Claire.
5: Well, the Bandon Art Group is it's they got together, I'd say, over twenty years ago. But we're we're a group of. 15 artists who meet, who used to meet every Friday in the St. Patrick's Church um, parish centre to paint and chat and have a cup of coffee. Yeah. But that was pre-COVID and since the COVID came in we're not meeting at all but we keep in touch on Zoom and that. But um, each year we uh, produce, for the last seven years I think it was, we produce a calendar and it, all the proceeds from the sale of the calendars go to a charity of our choice and St Vincent de Paul in Bandon is our choice for a number of years and we're absolutely delighted to do this because there's a superb uh, committee in Bandon and we know that the money is very well
0: spent. It, it's a really, put, well put cam- camera, it's really well put together camera calendar. It's a really well put together calendar. Really lovely. And the paintings are all of very high quality. I don't know why I sound yeah. surprised, but they are. Uh, well, go on. yeah.
5: The the artists that are in it, they're all like they're just ordinary ordinary people like anyone else. But they're I think they're superb. I only joined it uh, five or six years ago when I retired from business, and unfortunately I don't have anything in it this year because I just couldn't paint when I hadn't got people around me. But these nice. artists, they do it at home, and they're just they're really they're super. I mean I just love them myself. And um, but the the good thing about the I suppose the the sale of the calendars and that um, we used to have a coffee morning again pre-Covid but last year and this year we couldn't do that so the Bandon Credit Union allowed us to display the original paintings in their window Great. in order to launch the calendar and then there's a number of outlets in Bandon you know newsagents and that You better uh, give them a mention Claire. I would love yeah. to if you don't go mind Go for it.
0: Yeah.
5: Well, I'll tell you there's uh, Bandon Books uh, O'Farrell's News Agent O'Donovan's Family Grocery Hickey's news agent and then there's the Grey Heron which is a, it's a, a craft and gift shop but they also have an exhibit area and we did okay. an exhibition there in September Great. and then the farmer's market last Saturday it was actually very timely because we had a number of calendars that we wanted to sell rather than worrying about them not selling yes. uh, before Christmas so we took off down to the family or the farmer's market and they gave us a stall to sell the calendars so I think there's only about four or five ah, calendars left in the shops now and what
0: was the original print run Claire?
5: the uh, the print run uh, two hundred and sixty calendars.
0: Wow, yeah. So, so well, it was
5: a hundred and sixty first, and then we would a rerun of a hundred. And yeah, I was getting a bit worried. I was saying, "Oh God, I wonder will they will they sell?" But they're super. I mean, and, and people. It was coincidence that it was the St Vincent de Paul weekend as well, so it was brilliant. You yeah, know. And oh, and I nearly forgot to mention Ray. Yeah. Cork County Council give us a, a an arts grant each year of, you know, to, it's a it's. Not a huge grant, but it's great. It goes into our fund and between that and our own subs that we pay, we pay from the group for the printing of the calendars and then all the proceeds go to the St Vincent de Paul.
0: So Bandon Art Group, winner in our most artistic Category. Uh, stay on the line, Claire, because we still have I to announce indeed. the overall winner and congratulations and the camera. And you definitely you. have the camera. Well done. Thank
1: you so much. No, okay, thank well you. done.
0: Okay. Thank uh, you. So we're on to our cuteness award and the winner in this category Dogs for the Disabled, um, Opening Doors to Change Lives, their 2022 calendar is the cutest calendar you'll see, ever see. And Kate Durant is on the line. How are you doing, Kate? Oh, do you know, I don't think I've ever been the cutest anything in my life. You <laughs> made my day.
4: Fifty-three years of age, Red. I've
0: peaked. Well, well, this is because the, the photographs are amazing. I'm looking at one, two, yeah. three, four, five, six. Are they Labrador pups on a tree? No, no, they're, they're
4: you, now you should know better. Oh, they're golden retriever. retrievers.
0: They're golden retrievers. They I'll yes. tell
4: you who that is now. That's Nancy, Nullick Neville, Niall, Noddy, and Professor Green. <laughs> and they were born last December the first in my house to right. our dog Jasmine, who. As part of their ethical breathing programme and we had them for ten weeks. So they're they're my perfect pandemic pops. So
0: oh, we just yeah. had the most beautiful time. You're the you're the queen of alliteration, Kate Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. We do try. We did try. <laughs> Give us their names again. Uh
4: Nancy, Nullig, yeah, yeah. Neville, Nile, Noddy, and Professor Green. Now, where now,
0: does Professor Green come in? He's well, not...
4: his name's actually Neil, but like he was so cute, it just seemed a bit pedestrian for him. So he was a, he was a little bit scholarly. We felt so. He, <laughs> right. he just I, one of my friends, Caroline, I think, named him the Professor, and he just became Professor right. Neil Green. So we, looked... we give him his full title. Okay,
0: okay. So there is an N in there, the Neil.
4: There is. Yeah, they it's... have to be the Ns. It's so the N letter last. So tell yeah.
0: us about the work that Dogs for the Disabled do.
4: Oh, the work dogs for the Disabled do is superb. They work with predominantly children and young people who have stability um, issues, such as cerebral palsy, spina bifida, where they can walk, but they may walk with a different gait that causes problems remaining upright. Um, and the work they do, they've been around for 10 years. They're a fabulous charity. I mean, you look through the calendar. I was looking through before I came on to you, and... You've got Moya. In she's she's the late the girl in June. She was paired with a dog, and up to the age of ten, she used both a motorised wheelchair and um, a push wheelchair. Her parents were able to hand those back, and she's now sixteen, and she walks into school with her dog every day. Um, you've got Jay in January. He was he's a dog paired with a, a lovely boy called Angus, and the the impact this dog had when Angus started walking with Jay, he could start he could then walk for six minutes with the dog, which sounds. So, such a small thing to, to you and I but that made him eligible for a trial so that's changed his life completely yeah. um, so the, the work they do is just and, and it, it's a friend I mean any difference any of us have can push people away um, and there's a big difference between being the child with the frame to the child with the dog because it draws people towards you because it's just a lovely conversation oh your dog is lovely what is your dog's name it's, you know it's it's a nice leveller isn't
0: it yes and, and, and I heard somebody describe before that people talk through the dog you know, no. and yeah. so the children can be quite. you Just they don't have. It's not that they don't have any confidence, but they they're low self-esteem sometimes, and they, they feel a bit shy. And then the person can go up, talk about the dog, and it's easy to talk about the dog, and that's the start of a conversation, isn't it? And it's very it sociable is, yeah. and all that. So that's that's
4: well, well, you you know Tom Clonan and his one yes. has two of our dogs, one that's retired. They retired them at 10, and then so Owen got a, a new dog. And one of the reasons I joined the charity, we were thinking about fostering dogs or going to get And anyway, it's really an article that Tom had oh, years ago, and Owen had said, When the dog is with me, the wheelchair becomes invisible. Uh-huh. That's that, 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 tracks, that, that, it? Is,
0: that says it all, really. That
4: is, isn't yeah, it?
0: Well, well, congratulations on winning the Thanks cuteness you award. So oh, look, so look, much. I'm Thank just looking you. at April there. It's just April, that lovely oh, no. white pup. There's And well done to the photographer as well. Uh, is it Iga or Iga?
4: Oh, it's Iga. She's Iger. Blarney based. We live in Blarney and she did this for us. She didn't charge no more than Ashling did who did our design and Caroline in the castle let us take all the pictures in there and she lets us train our dogs in there. The goodwill towards this charity is absolutely huge and thank you to everyone who took us to this place and thank you to you for highlighting no, this charity. Con- con- really appreciate
0: congratulations, it. Congratulations, Kate. And stay thank on the line you. because we have to announce our overall winner. Okay. Uh, and, okay. and now we're on to category three, most inspirational and this goes to A calendar which is entitled, you see, I have a folded over, which is ridiculous, Uh, Healing Whispers. And all the proceeds go to the Irish Motor Neuron Disease Association. And it's uh, dedicated in loving memory uh, of Anya Purcell. And to tell us about the calendar is a friend of Anya's, Lisa Doyle. How are you doing, Lisa? How are
6: you, really? How's it going?
0: Good, good. So uh, this is inspirational but sad. Tell us about Anya Purcell.
6: Um, Anya was a force to be reckoned with. She um, was known all over the place, and we really only found out how much she was known and loved when we had the idea of getting sponsorship to start our book and calendar. And so many people knew her and loved her, and were so delighted to be involved in this with us.
0: Yeah, Onya faced her battle with motor neuron disease like a true warrior. It says her positive mindset and courage were a true testament to the beautiful person that she was. In our journey to get yeah. this calendar to print, we spoke to many people who knew her. We, her friends, knew what a treasure she was, but little did we know how far and wide she was respected, loved, and treasured. And the beautiful thing about this is you met Anya through the local camera club down in Mount Wrath. Uh, and I did, yes. Uh, Anya died in May of this year from motor neuron disease, but she lives on in her photographs in the calendar. She surely does, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and how has it been going? It's been going
6: fantastic. Um, the response we have got from both our book and calendar has been unreal. Um, even shops that have approached us looking to know could they stock it for us. It's just been great.
0: Yeah. And, and as I say, it's lovely. It's a lovely legacy for Anya that her photographs are there um, and they'll be up yeah. on, on people's walls uh, for all of next year. And maybe this could become an annual thing.
3: Oh yeah, we'd love
0: that. <laughs> yeah, well, congratulations yeah. on winning the most inspirational category. And stay on the line because we still have to announce the overall winner. Uh, and finally, category number four is community spirit award, uh, and it's the work uh, of Eddie Byrne and James Rickard, and both men are on the line. And we we'll talk to James first. How you doing, James?
1: Hi, good to talk to you. To you. Yes. Yeah, we we but go back I'm we go back, back, back to the
0: eighties, don't we? <laughs> we tell no man, months more. showing age. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, uh,
0: so, so James was in Trinity when I was in Trinity, and uh, you were a bit older than me. I better point that out, James. Was, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, so tell us a little bit about the calendar. While my
1: children day one. I was done working from home, and uh, I was feeling a bit isolated and uh, afraid to go out. Yeah. Not because of COVID, but because of my balance, I was great. in my family and I have difficulty coming back home. So Eddie is a close friend of mine, and I was saying to Sadie, and Eddie just said, Look, I call for you in the morning, be ready, I'm going to be your coach. So (laughs) we started the next day, and we've been walking since.
0: Walking since, every morning, yourself and Eddie Bourne. How are you doing, Eddie? Yeah. Hello right? how are you? So, so yourself and James go back further than myself and James. So where did oh, you yeah. first meet? We, we,
1: of course, we, we lived in this Wales. You know I mean, I off East Wales from Charleston and I joined the uh, the local youth club. Like, you know what I mean, and this is where we met James. And like, that like, James was just one of the games. Like, you know I mean, yeah. he was on a basketball team, everything. And then, of course James went his way, I went my way. I knew it back in the day as well. And we met up again and the James said like he was felt isolated I picked up coaching boxing and back With Christy doing a ball boxing stuff and um said to James I've three, three new kids, look like what I mean. One is eight one is eight, ten and twelve, look like what I mean. Yeah. So I said to Benjamin, did me school room, I said I said
0: Get ready in the morning, said, and go walk, just you know? So on the course of our walks, now he he's, he's stuck at it every day, like you I mean. And you started um, you started taking selfies, and that's where the calendars. So, and that's it, it's just such a joyous what? calendar.
1: Locked down but yeah. not
0: locked up, um, and it's it's pictures, up, it's, yes. it's it's, it's pe- pictures of Eddie and James on their morning walk. In in front of cafes, uh, in front of the uh, convention centre, there hanging out with maids. and it's all smiles and it's all hugs, and it's and it's 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 brilliant. It's just, it's just such a lovely thing. It'll bring a smile to your face, um, and it's all in aid of St Francis Hospice uh, in Dublin. So well done, lads. I don't know who's going to get the camera, but you have a camera there uh, for lockdown, but not locked up. We're running out of time. Sorry about that, lads. Uh, but but, but, but congr- congratulations to all our category winners, and. Uh, the overall winner who will get next year's calendar printed, courtesy of educate.ie. Let's get a drum roll going here. And the overall winner of this year's charity calendar competition is. Band in our group. Band oh, brilliant. in our group. Well done, Claire. <laughs> well done, Claire. Oh, Lordy,
5: me, that's brilliant.
0: And well done to all the others, Eddie and James. Oh, and well, well done. done to Lisa as well and Kate. And congratulations to you, Claire. Uh, so Thank you get you. the camera and you get next year's calendar printed. Fabulous. Happy oh, Christmas to you all. Brilliant. Well done. Brilliant. Congratulations. See you. Bye, 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 bye. The Ray
3: Darcy Show
0: on RTE Radio 1. Goera Thank you very much. Uh, 51551 Ray at rte.ie Aisling Conroy has been on she says uh, I heard you on the radio talking uh, and asking about what we're doing tomorrow Uh, well I'm up at the crack of dawn to meet my daughter Maeve of the 8 o'clock flight from London it's the first time that it's my turn to meet someone coming home for Christmas before I used to watch total strangers on the telly coming through the airport and I'd be in floods watching them meet their families so God knows what I'd be like in the morning. Maeve started her first job after college in London and is working all hours in a Covid lab, helping others get home. And now it's her turn with her negative antigen test under her belt. We can't wait to see her uh, as we're anxiously watched the numbers going up in London and I'll only relax when I'm giving her the biggest hug in Dublin Airport tomorrow. Uh, Merry Christmas, says Ashley Conroy. We'll enjoy that hug. Um, and don't worry about the tears. That's all part of it. Um, And on the Christmas tree, me too, Ray, preferred to see an accumulation of ornaments from over the years. It's the memories, says Dee in Dublin. And uh, Ray, just put up my crib, which belonged to my grandmother, uh, then my mother. Now it feels like Christmas. Always loved looking at it when I was a child. Anna made Doolan. My dad was a great man for the crib. Uh, He used to have all sorts of bulbs and batteries and every year he'd build it differently. Sometimes in a, in a big jar. Other times he'd get a cardboard box and do all sorts of things with it. Uh, but it was always, there was always a lot going on and there was always batteries and bulbs involved. Uh, Merry Christmas says, Marie, my mum uh, brought me with her to the hairdresser. Uh, we went for there for hours. The hairdresser thought I was such a quiet, patient child so she gave me a tiny little crib to take home. I still have it. 50 years later... Every holiday I've gone on for the past 28 years i buy a little Christmas trinket for the tree. My tree is my travel memories. I love it, says Marie. Isn't that lovely? Nora says, my favourite ornament is Santa uh, with his hat removed, kneeling by the side of baby Jesus in the manger. It signifies what Christmas is all about, says Nora. And I'm starting a new tradition. It says Margaret and Greystones. I have seven grandchildren and they dress my tree every year. I have seven ornaments with their names on them so the fun and chopping and changing of their position is priceless. Sometimes they hide somebody's name. Other times whoever is unpopular that year is stuck at the back. Needless to say, I change them fairly when the kids are gone. That's Margaret and Greystones. And uh, Carl Kavanagh in New Jersey. Uh, My favourite decoration is the miniature castle with the word Ireland emblazoned across it in green glitter. I emigrated to America nearly 30 years ago now so having this decoration on the tree reminds me of home and the warmth of an Irish Christmas says Carl. And there's loads more coming in we might get to those Uh, but right now we have to do our reeling in the ears quiz yes we do yes we do yes we do uh, bits of songs, bits of news reports, TV shows and movies. Three clips for two contestants there waiting on the line. And there is a prize as well this week from Mukras Park. Uh, it's a voucher for a weekend break for two at the five-star Muckras Park in Killarney. And there's afternoon tea included as well, no less. And they have loads of ideas for gift vouchers, uh, exquisite dining experiences, rejuvenating spa treatments, relaxing getaways, Uh, muckraspark.com. And for every voucher purchase of €100 or more, they will donate €5 to Down Syndrome Ireland. Hello, Margaret Price.
6: Hello, Ray. How How are are you? you?
0: Good. Uh, Whereabouts in Dublin are you?
6: I'm in Rock.
0: You're doing one of my favourite things at the moment.
6: Wrapping Christmas presents. Yes, it's. Oh, I absolutely love it, and I go all out. Uh, it's everybody will be admiring them. They always. Do. <laughs> yeah. I do baskets with bones. Go, go on. and I do. Uh, I disguise things. I put something small in several boxes. Oh, look at
0: you! Brilliant, yeah. <laughs> I,
6: yeah, and I really, um, I really make sure that they they look yeah. very, very inviting.
0: And and, and not to plug any particular shop, but I was in Deals over the weekend, and they have loads of little boxes with Christmas decorations on them, and bags, and all sorts of things. Loads of options they do.
6: And one of my daughter's presents is a a hamper in a big box that I bought in Deals.
0: Ah, so there, so there, you've been there. Uh, I oh yeah. And you've been giving out presents already today to your grandchildren.
6: I I did. They called to me today after finishing school and uh, normally I would see them on Christmas Eve to do this but we're not doing that. They're going to come here Christmas Day and I always let them open a present on Christmas Eve but it is always Christmas
0: pyjamas. Yes. What a lovely tradition. What a lovely tradition. It's
6: really nice. We've been doing it since they were tiny and Mm. I buy pyjamas or uh, nightwear for my daughter and for her partner as well. So yeah. they, all, they all get
0: their Christmas jammies. Uh, and, and they're 14, eight and four, the grandchildren. Right. And, and your yes. daughter and uh, her partner got engaged this year.
6: They did. They did. And it was an absolutely fantastic affair. I have to say he pulled out all the stuff. Did he? I think it's the most romantic <laughs> proposal I've ever well, heard. Well, you have to in in tell us paradise. about it now.
0: You have to tell us about it now.
6: Oh God, he will be mortified. Um, well... My daughter had no idea and he sent uh, an enormous limo for her which was difficult enough to find during COVID and the limo took her on a trip down memory lane to where they first met, where they had their first kiss, all sorts of things and she had no idea where she was going and then it stopped in a rather public park and uh, she was given instructions to follow uh, the arrows basically and... uh, and there he was with the picnic and champagne and he got down and one knee in front of everybody there and proposed to her. And it was just magical. And then wow. the limo came back here to collect the three children and they went into Stephen's Green where they had afternoon tea and where he'd ordered burgers and chips for the children. And they had a wonderful, it was a sunny, sunny day.
0: He's yeah, a keeper. He's a keeper, oh, <laughs> He's a keeper. Oh,
6: absolutely. Now, it took a while I mean, the
0: He was working out the logistics for the proposal all those and years, well, Margaret. I haven't, so. I haven't heard of a
6: better one yet. Yes,
0: yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you're up against Owen Robinson today, who's also in Dublin, uh, but he's a Wexford man. How are you doing, Owen? How are you doing, Ray? How's things? Good. Uh, whereabouts in Wexford are you originally from?
7: Originally from Wexford Town, yeah.
0: Okay, and along are you in Dublin?
7: Um, about about four or five years now. No, yeah. no not
0: too long, right? Okay. Yeah. Uh, and you're newly wedded.
7: Yeah, uh, married in, in August of 2020. Um, yeah, so we had to put it off a couple of times uh, with uh, the different restrictions that were going on and whatever. But um, yeah, had a great day and uh, happy enough to keep the numbers low. Was it a good excuse to kind of? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, to keep it to close friends and family so it was pretty And
0: good. uh so you got married under uh, during lockdown and you had a baby during lockdown.
7: Yeah, yeah, that's right. So Johnny uh is here with me crawling around my ankles. So <laughs> right. uh hopefully he's not too loud, but um yeah, so he was born in, in October, last October and yeah, he's been
0: brilliant. Yeah. great, been great. Right. Yeah. Uh, And what's the arrangement, you know, her, you know, her family, your family, Una's family or your family for Christmas or are you staying for at Christmas, home?
7: Christmas yeah well, we're, we'll probably, it'll probably be just the three of us for Christmas Day um, just with, um, yeah, just with infections the way things, and things are. Like that. Yes, yes. Just the way yeah. things are, we're just going to keep the safe. Yeah. We'll probably go do a park run on on Christmas Day. Nice. Mike over for a rasher sandwich soon as Mum and Dad or something like right. that. Right, okay. yeah, We'll be doing right. the, yeah Okay. Uh,
0: now just for the two three clips each um, if you go for a short clip it's more difficult so you get two points for that go for a longer clip and you get one point and whoever has the most points at the end gets the prize okay good luck to you both here we go good luck right Margaret um, the year is 2003 so it's uh, 18 18 years ago Uh, we're in the movies we're at the movies, okay. in the movies, on the big screen, whatever. Do you want to go for a short clip or a long clip?
6: Ooh, I think I'll go for a long clip.
0: A long clip to start yeah. you off. Okay. Can you name this romantic comedy in which Hugh Grant played the Prime Minister of Great Britain? Hello. Does Natalie live here?
7: No.
0: Right. Fine. Thank you. Sorry to disturb.
7: Yeah. Aren't
0: you the Prime Minister? What's that? Uh, ma-
6: I can, Ray. I watched it the other night. I should have gone for a short <laughs> clip. Because uh, I won't get the music one
0: right. It's love, actually. It is love, actually. It is, actually. It is love, actually. Yes, you get one point for that. OK, you're on the scoreboard, which is important. Uh, Own. so 2003, still uh, at the movies. Do you want to go short or long?
7: Uh, I'll go for a short one.
0: Oh, look at you. Right, Ooh. OK. Uh, one of the big animated movies of 2003 uh, told the story about the search for a little fish. Uh, here's your short clip wake
1: up wake up come on where's this oh, I don't want to go to school five more minutes no, you dad me okay.
0: can you name that movie uh, Finding Nemo it is Finding Nemo for two points <laughs> okay he's put it up to you now Margaret yeah uh, and I knew that one too <laughs> yes you did okay we're on to music um, uh, unfortunately okay yes what are you going to do short or long
6: Uh short. I probably won't
0: know it, so it's short. Okay. Uh, this cover was a hit for an Irish group in 2003, so we need either the name of the song or the band, and here's your short clip for two points.
8: Ooh. So
0: the name of the song yeah, would do me. I,
6: um, I don't no, but let me have a go at the group,
0: maybe Westlife? Is the correct answer. Yes. Oh. I, I, I'm glad you got it, because I feel bad, because you, you were about to sing it there, and I interrupted you. You probably would have got I it if I left. To, yeah, yeah. I was trying to get to the uh, yeah. a
6: hint for the title. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Mandy.
0: Okay. Oh, Mandy, you would have got it. Oh, Mandy. Mandy yes. Yeah. Mandy is the name of it. Okay, so yeah. you, that's, a, that's a good one for you. Uh, Owen, um, we're still on music in the charts, 2003. Uh, do you want to go long or short?
7: I'll go short again. Short again.
0: Okay. Uh, Another hit from 2003. We need the name of the song or the name of the rapper. And here's your short clip for two points. He
7: opens his mouth, but the words won't come out. He's choking.
3: How? Everybody's choking
0: now. Who's that? It's
7: it's Eminem.
0: Yeah. Lose Yourself by Eminem. You're on four. Margaret, you're on three.
3: Okay.
0: Uh, And we're on to the final question, which is in the news, current affairs. Um, I think you know what you have to do I think because Oh uh, yeah
6: oh I'm going to go short. You're going
0: yeah. to go short. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I I think because it's Christmas week um Neil has been nice to you. You know, I think the the questions are a little bit easier this week. Uh, So here's your question for two points. In 2003, Dublin City's newest monument was completed. Listen to this RT News report from Paul Cunningham and tell us the name of the monument. And here is your short clip for two points. From the very top all the way to the bottom is 120 metres, or in other words, seven times the height of the GPO. What's he talking about? He's talking about the spire. He is. On January 21st, 2003, the 120 metre spire in the centre of Dublin's O'Connell Street was finally completed. Uh, and the following day RTE cameras got an opportunity to see what the view was like from the top of the city's new landmark that was Paul Cunningham there and two points for you so you're on five you can't do any, 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 any more Margaret uh, Owen you're on four oh. if you go for a short one and get it right you're today's winner if you decide to play it safe go for a long one then we, it brings us to a tie break situation I'll, the, I'll,
7: I'll, go, I'll, go, I'll gamble and go short yeah. you
0: go, gamble and go short okay uh, so still in the news uh, Ireland hosted the Special Olympics this former president appeared on stage at Dublin's Croke Park during the opening ceremony. Can you name him? Short lip for two points.
1: I regard myself immensely privileged to be at this occasion tonight.
0: Who's that?
7: Oh, uh, Is that Mandela?
0: It is. Oh yeah. It is Nelson Mandela. <laughs> yes, it is for two points. Now, Margaret Price, you're kicking yourself you didn't go for two points sure at the start. I love you actually, had Love which, actually. There you go. Which is my
6: favourite Christmas with
0: you. know. That scene where uh, Joni Mitchell's uh, Both Sides Now is playing. Oh, and Emma Thompson. That's I, it
6: makes me cry every time. Every
0: time. We must play that yeah. tomorrow. Actually. Yeah. Uh, Margaret, listen. Uh, hard look. That's a very good score. On another day, would have won. Today, I'm unfortunately, I, you're up against I'm, Owen. Look,
6: I, I think it would be a nice. Uh, Will be nice for Owen and his wife and their. Johnny to to and Killarney is my absolute favourite place. My mum was yeah. on Killarney. Ah, there you go. You're, You're, very great. Great.
0: You're very gracious. Um, so uh two radar show mugs on their way to you, Margaret Price, and uh, have a lovely Christmas uh, too. with family um and happy Christmas to you. Thanks, and Margaret. Happy Christmas, Owen. Bye. bye, bye, bye. Owen Robinson, well done. Oh, thanks very much. Yeah, thanks yeah. very much. So you're off to uh, the five star Muckers Park in Killarney. Yeah. You can find out what's in store for you at dot uh, Have a brilliant Christmas uh, yourself, Una and little Johnny. Thanks and very stay much. Safe. Thanks very much. Nice you yeah. on. See you. Thanks bye. Bye, me, bye, ray. Bye, bye, very bye, much. bye. 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 The
3: Ray Darcy Show on RTE Radio One. Email ray at rte dot ie. The Ray Darcy Show on RTE Radio
0: One. Whatever about tomorrow? Uh, I'm literally says this person on the M9 on my way to collect my son who's flying in from Eastern Europe this evening he didn't make it home last year so just can't wait to have him home he's my one and only and it's just the two of us so I'm over the moon says that person that's lovely yeah we will. we play a bit of this Johnny Mitchell
1: Rose and flows.
0: Uh, I love this where is it where is it where is it there's a secret oh yeah uh, I'm letting you in on my little Christmas secret Ray uh, I'm giving the same Christmas card to my husband for years after he opens the card and puts it on the mantelpiece I whip it back into the envelope again and put it away for another year <laughs> does anyone else do that <laughs> well in the world we live in when they're talking about protecting the planet and recycling and Environmentally friendly. That's brilliant. That is absolutely brilliant. Um, now, uh, I'm sure these lads would agree with us. David and Stephen Flynn are on the line, the happy pair. Hello, lads, and happy Christmas. How are you, Ray? Are you, Ray? Are you? All right, Ray, lovely to hear you. Yeah, it, it's odd not being able to see the two E, um, but we, 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 we'll, we'll yeah. see what we can do. Um, yeah. So, so, so Stephen, what's the plan for Christmas Day then with E2?
8: Oh yeah, sure, it's great. So there was there's six of us in our family and it's kind of expanded over the years now to where there's about sixteen of us. So we all head down to Mom and Dad's and traditionally, you know, they used to cook the the roast and all that. But back about five years ago, our aunt and uncle, Orna and Ned from Cork, said, lads how about we try a vegan Christmas? And I was like, oh, wow. Because normally me and Dave and Dara are kind of sitting on the, the kids' table, sitting eating our vegetables and kind of <laughs> laughed at. So this was a big offering. Uh, so me and Dave went down to the Happy Pear and cooked up a feast and brought it back up, piping hot and served it. And we've been serving vegan Christmas since. So, so it's great. Very exciting up at mum and dad's this year as usual.
0: Yeah. And it's a, it's a chestnut cashew Wellington. Is that it?
8: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, we,
8: what happens is normally me, Dave, and Dara and Mark's so the four lads go down to the, to the kitchen in a happy pair just because we've got we've bigger ovens and you've access to all the veg and you don't have to kind of do any planning. And then you just kind of take inspiration and just go with it and then bring it back up and offer it up and generally it goes down great.
0: Uh, and great David, fun. And David, of course, people slag off the, the vegan thing with, oh, I couldn't, I couldn't possibly eat nut roast when there's ham and turkey available. Uh, the nut roast is the much maligned dish
8: Yeah, I I think, I don't know, we've never had an affinity with it. It's always been kind of like something left over from the 1980s. And I think like a lot of people have the old food coma after the turkey and ham. And I think what was interesting, like, you know, there was the vast majority in our family always ate the ham and turkey or whatever. And it wasn't until back six years ago that we moved to vegan Christmas where we were making a Wellington and the usual, the roasted veg, the roasted spuds and the full nine yards. And then when they had it, they were like, oh, I don't need a nap after like, geez, that was delicious (laughs) because it's still a centerpiece. There's still the gravy. There's still the spuds. There's still the sprouts. There's still all the accoutrements. So it works really, really well. Are
0: you close to each other there? Uh, reasonably close yeah, so he's you, in the you, next room you could separate a little bit more <laughs> it. No, we're good. It, it doesn't matter stay where we are. are David well I'm talking to you congratulations So you, ah, thank you Ray a big year you got married
8: yeah I got married and we moved to a new house and uh, yeah we had the wedding in the garden it was wonderful it was really fantastic you know it was a, a gorgeous celebration uh, the sun even came out the child of Prague came through as promised yeah. And uh, and it was great crack it was a real family affair where Steve was on pizzas, he, he, he brought his pizza oven up and the other brother Dara brought up his barbecue and he was doing the vegan burgers and there was salads and there was, it was just great crack, it really was. And we danced um, in the garden under the moonlight and it was brilliant crack.
0: Oh, lovely memories. Lovely memories. Yeah, yeah it yeah. really was. Uh, and Steve, how has the, the, the lockdown and the various restrictions affected you out there in Greystones?
8: I think like everyone, it has its ups and downs and everything in between. I think the challenges were, you know, we had to close down a couple of calf days, which is never nice having to kind of lay people off who have you've kind of, been friendly with and worked with for a number of years. And then on the positive sides, we started a sourdough bakery. We built a lot of online courses, which we've had 50,000 people through throughout the world and are releasing an app now. So that Or an app, like is it a mobile app?
0: Yes. But uh, yeah, you know, good bits, bad bits, everything in between right uh, and what about next year what had you uh, got plans for next year Will oh right here what,
8: what, what, in, what interesting thing we've, we were in Ireland's fittest family they did a celebrity oh yes that's on over the Christmas and, uh, yes we, we partook on it <laughs> right. and we did it largely because the kids were super excited and uh, it was in Kilrudery. big yes. day out and uh, oh we would such crack it's a on in next week, I think, which yeah, is exciting. Yeah, there,
0: you can't obviously tell us the result, but I wouldn't bet against you. I've seen you; I've seen you doing handstands and all sorts of things. Um, we had
8: lots of fun anyway. That was yeah. the thing. That was the main thing.
0: Did Did one of you get involved in hanging
8: tough? Uh, no, there was no hang tough. No which was tough. We were most grateful for. I, I'm probably not meant to say that, but
0: uh, <laughs> right. Okay. So, so sorry about that. So, 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 Stephen, tell us how many you, you have? Five children between you. What ages are they?
8: Uh, So I've May 11, I've Theo 8 and Ned 5 and they're raring to go so excited. I think there's just something so beautiful about the innocence and the magic and yeah, yeah, where our house is like wild.
0: Are you you Elvin on shelving? Uh, oh, uh, and all the rest absolutely <laughs> Yeah, Great bit yeah, of fun yeah yeah is so your daughter the gymnast
8: is she still doing her gymnast Well, gymnastics it,
0: it, it's funny you say that she's not doing it formally but uh, we were hanging around last night and she was doing the handstands again and we were doing all sorts of balancing tricks I can still do a, a couple of things myself now I was very surprised she's a good man right so uh, this is the plan that I can still do a cartwheel into my 60s so do you think that's possible I think right. Right. Yeah. I've seen no people do handstands
8: right. in their 70s so I think think, right is still
0: hope. There's, there's always the, hope. And, and you're lads, one of these mornings, I'm going to get up and I'm going to join you for your... your ah, you say that every time, <laughs> no, no, I know. You say
8: that <laughs> but, we've
0: given up. But I, but you, I think, about, think about that all the time and feel, with a certain amount of guilt and excitement, I know, it's a mixture because I really want to do it and then I feel yes, I say it every time and I haven't delivered yet. Well,
8: well Christmas Eve, Christmas Eve, we're going to sing carols on the beach and it should be grey crack. So, uh, for you know, sunrise. I'm, I'm sure, sure you're busy. And of course, That's sun- sunrise, which is 8.30 now, yes, so it's yeah. quite civilised.
0: Yeah, 8.30, right, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you, you never know. Uh, I might just what do it. I was going
8: to say, Ray, is one, one more thing. Like, so Christmas is coming, and it's a time of indulgence and celebration. And then January will come, and I guess our message is to really try to enjo- to tell people to enjoy the Christmas period, and then in January, you know, to try to eat a little more more plant based for the planet, for themselves, Um and really just to embrace it because. You know, I I think the single biggest thing we can do for the planet and for our own health is to eat more plant based. And we do have a full range of products and super value. So if anyone's looking for kind of support with it, we really do. We've kind of, we've really done our best to try to make it easy for people. So, um, and it's a
0: good time of the year. People try and change their lifestyle at the beginning of January. So if you were sort of playing around with the idea in your head of going more plant based, probably January is the time to do it.
8: Yeah, and it's it's not an all or nothing type thing. It really isn't. And like that word vegan is very binary. And really, it's probably need to drop that word and just okay. go we need to eat more fruit and veg and try to make it easier and plant-based is a much more
0: encouraging word. I like like that message. I like that message. Yeah, plant-based. Yeah, Yeah. I like it. Right. Okay. Uh, happy plant-based Christmas, lads. Uh, A real pleasure talking to you. Enjoy enjoy everything and uh, you may be surprised 8.30 Christmas Eve. (laughs) Oh, yeah, brilliant. You're brilliant. That pale shivering figure (laughs) in the shadows (laughs) could be me. Okay. (laughs) See you, Dave. See you, Stephen. Happy Happy Christmas. Christmas. Bye, 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 bye. 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 That's it. That's it. About it is from us um, just one last one my mother-in-law is 86 and each year when we put up our Christmas tree we have to put a crib that was originally a pop out type card on top of the tree and place one of the fairy lights in it that card she brought from her home over 63 years ago How amazing is that? Uh, Thanks to everybody who shared their favourite uh, Christmas tree decoration with us today. Tomorrow, uh, we're handing it over to you. We've lovely messages from all over the world uh, via email and voice note, and we've some lovely guests as well. So join us at three o'clock tomorrow um, on the eve of Christmas Eve. And uh, time to go now. Uh, Sarah's uh, here with Drive Time. Enjoy the rest of your Wednesday evening and be safe. With this one, Early. Yes, Early.
7: Merry Christmas to everybody from the Way Darcy Show.